0: Hello and welcome to Stay Energetic, a podcast dedicated to our favourite Belarusian football team, the mighty Energetic Begeu. Thank you so much for joining us on our weekly journey through the main talking points of Energetic's last match. Once we've covered that, we'll move on to our thoughts on how we see the next one panning out and anything else Energetic related that we think you might want to hear.
1: Iliam
2: and I'm Dan.
1: Well, let's get on with uh, talking about last week's massive clash with Shakhtar Soligorsk. Um, I don't know about you, Dan, but for me, um, I, was, I was just so proud of our little team from Minsk because um, recent weeks that have suggested that uh, Belarusian TV is focusing on on one big game of the week uh, brings it back to the days of it reminds me of the days of um, the big match back in the eighties uh, and nineties. Showing my age. Um, and we were, we were the big match this week, which was fantastic. Uh, and I just felt the whole occasion, the interview with Yakshi Boeb at half time, uh, just a whole almost an introduction to um, Begu. Um, and it was really, really a moment to feel like, well, this would never have happened early on in the season. Um, no one would have predicted this. Uh, and yet here we are, sort of and as, as far as can be expected in, in, in a small league in Eastern Europe, with we're, we're the centre of attention.
2: Yeah, I mean, I suppose our expectations were. Completely unknown because we didn't really know the squad at all. But if you spoke to people in Minsk, if you spoke to people in Belarus, yeah, I don't think anyone was expecting that we would be anywhere near where we are at the moment. So the fact that we've been picked into the to the game of the weekend, um, the fact that we get the sexy drones up top that look some sort of I don't know some crazy nineties football computer game or something, um, or even the crazy mid-match guess whose legs these are camera work. Um, you know, it was all, all adds to the spectacle, all adds to the drama. And uh, yeah, really proud that we're there, really proud that we're still in contention. We're over a third of the way through now. Um, and I think anyone who suggests that this is some sort of random spark, bit of luck, etc., has to be questioning that, even if the result wasn't quite what we wanted. We're involved. Um, and I think that's really positive.
1: Indeed. So on the match itself. Um we speculated on myself and John particularly speculated about uh, changes in formation. Dan reassured us this coach doesn't change his formation. Dan, did this coach change his formation?
2: He did not. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously clearly I do. I can't read his mind any better than anyone else, but, Nothing I have seen has suggested he's going to, he seems to be very much wedded to that. And I think there is perhaps some method to the madness. We've mentioned before about the weaknesses we've got at left back, right back, et cetera. I think some of it perhaps is pragmatism is him looking at where his strengths lie and really leaning into that, um, whether he'd want to, if he had the uh, different personnel, I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the coach to to make that judgment, but yeah, he stuck with what he knew, um, minor um, player adjustments, uh, mainly out of necessity, I guess. Um, Though not entirely, we did obviously have have a bit of a changing goal, which I wasn't anticipating at all.
1: Me neither, to be honest. I mean, uh, Lesko, I felt, had done reasonably well in recent weeks, and suddenly um, a keeper who is clearly a lot more inexperienced than Lesko uh, was brought into the firing line for what I would suggest is the biggest game of the season so far. How did you feel that uh, Stoski did overall, Dan?
2: Um, a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, majority of the game, I don't think it was much to complain about. There, were, there was a couple of moments that concerned me. Um, there was a moment on the 66th minute, for example. Um, he came out quick, but not quick enough. Went down early. Their attack was... Skitched out to the left. He was in no man's land in the end. He was lucky that two things happened. Two defenders dropped back into the goal place to to stop any obvious easy shot. And then the striker just blasted it out of nowhere. A complete throwaway there and a a lucky escape. The one that was even weirder and, and kind of maybe speaks a bit more to attention than to the actual playing of the game... There was a moment that uh, Shakhtar came in and the ball was played from just inside our half on the left-hand side. It's towards goal, but it's not got a huge amount of power. Bounces in front of Sadovsky, and he completely misjudged it, flapped at it, and it bounced, I think, off his chest, if I remember correctly, or, or something stupid like that. And then off for a, a corner. It was an easy ball that could have been collected and could have could have really been dealt with nice and easy, but it, it brought, you know invited that pressure onto us. But that's two moments in the entire game. So I don't want to suggest that this was in any way a massive drama for him. He was involved. Um, I don't want to go too much into some of the rest of it because I think we'll touch on it a bit more with, with some of what, um, what Shaktar did. But there were a couple of decent saves later on that really did help us, keep us to within one. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not saying it was the worst performances. I'm not saying it was the best. There was a couple of moments of concern. Um, based on his judgment, but yeah, some good saves as well.
1: I think the thing, with Dusky, is he—he he kind of epitomised what I felt we—we felt as a team in the first half. I thought we looked nervous. I mean, understandably, it's a massive game. Uh, even that we mentioned that it was a, it's the main game of the week. I mean, the the calibre of the opposition, and uh, we are always punching above our weight with a team like Shakhtar in terms of resources as we've already uh, suggested in previous weeks and we did look nervous uh, and we really got our act together and chateau really i I felt deserved to be uh, ahead at half time in fact there might have been two up uh were it not for an amazing uh, situation where the ball hit the inside of the post and it looked like either the guy coming at the far post would knock it in or it would just go straight in and it did neither so that was a let off um Belyawski messed around with things a bit. He switched the wing-backs. He had Muatu on the right-hand side at one stage and Gears back on the left-hand side, which I find quite strange. is uh, clearly not a, 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 an actually left-sided player. Muatu um, didn't really have his uh, crossing boots on in the first half and, and and I think overall we were just a bit flat really. And. Uh, that was to be expected. I think Stovsky epitomised that. As I say, he he just looked like he wasn't quite ready for it, and uh, we all looked like uh, we, we were going to. It was going to go on to be a, a rather comfortable defeat. But thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, uh, we carried out the second half in, in a much better frame of mind. It seemed to me.
2: Yeah, it was only the one one substitution in the whole game, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, and that happened at at the midpoint. Um, I think it was Umarov off or Sovpol on, if I remember correctly. And that change did seem to do something. It, it added something to our to our midfield, to our to our attack, um, and, and our structure. Full stop. Actually, I mean, one of the um, observations that's come out from everyone who watched it was people like, for example, my favourite Nosco. Not really in the game. He was he was minimised. He was bypassed. Um, Umarov, I know you're one of your favourites, had a cracking game last week. Again, not really much going on there. Not much sign of life. Second half that did change. I'm not saying that's all softball. I'm, I'm you know I'm not putting him on a pedestal or anything. But something that happened there in that change and and something what was obviously said to them meant they came at it with a much more positive can-do kind of attitude in the second half which uh, you know was, was definitely promising to see um we have talked before about this team when it goes one nil down about whether it can do anything um we saw the week before we managed to get a draw you know you know not great but it was it's better than we've seen before and this time we seem to keep in it i know we talk of a little bit of luck and i know the posts were involved a couple of times but we stayed in it we were fighting to it and but for maybe a bit of difference in the last kind of 5 minutes oh, could have even picked up a point against a very difficult side
1: indeed uh, i think i think it's worth bearing in mind also although we did look i felt we deserved to be at, uh, behind at half time Uh, We did have a goal disallowed in the first half, and Bakic was just marginally offside. Uh, And in the second half, although overall I felt Akshi didn't have a a great game, he didn't have one effort, which uh, Guto tipped over. uh, Clearly good enough to uh, get Guto a a place in the team of the week, according to the Belarusian Football Federation. So that's interesting. Um, I didn't think he had a huge amount to do, but he did also make a crucial late save from, from Bakic. And I felt that was our moment. And, and you've alluded to it already. Five minutes to go, still in the game. Uh, lovely first touch from Bakic. Um, felt he could have connected better with it. Still a good save from Guttor. But that, that was the moment when, when we held our breath and thought, here comes our equaliser. I guess you could argue that we were a little bit lucky, as you said. We, they'd already hit the post at that stage in the second half. I felt, having had an incredibly dubious decision given against Mwatu. Uh, the previous week I felt Mawati went right through the back of one of their players when he was about to tuck in a second Um, I'm not sure how you saw that but um, there weren't many in process but um, the ball seemed to trickle out and there was then given us a goal kick so I can't believe that Mawati got anything on it Um, and and yet the referee had a perfect view uh, pointed for a goal kick which is to say after the performance of Mr Vasilevich the previous week was quite reassuring I think they got one there personally how did you see it?
2: Yeah, again, I don't know what, what some sort of voodoo on, on the camera angles whenever there's a penalty shout at the moment, but yeah, a few bodies in the way again, and the camera cuts away very quickly just at the point that we were trying to trying to see what's going on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking my cue from the other players there. I mean, even teammates of the guy who goes down, the guy closest to him, not a single complaint, not a whinge, not a moment. The only person really I can see calling for it is someone right over the other side, outside the box, um, and clearly... I mean, if he's the one calling for it, and we both play football, if the guy right at the back on the other side of the pitch is shouting for it, and he's the only one shouting for it, yeah, he's probably wrong. So um I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put a bit of faith here. I mean, no one's calling for it, no one's looking sheepish on the on the energetic side. I'm gonna have to assume that something happened there and, and no, that it was a coming together or 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 maybe both hit the I I I don't know. I I didn't see it, but there was no suggestion that any of the players felt that it was a penalty, so I'm going to have to accept that.
1: Can I, can I just point out that, uh, that the aforementioned uh, Dan, who is a, an Arsenal fan, as we well know, just, uh, <laughs> I did not see it. Um, yes. <laughs> I've heard that's done before <laughs> I, think I, think this, uh, I learned from the best, uh, you know. Before.
2: Inspiring. Yeah, if, if, we're, if we're supporting the students now, then who better than the professor to, to have a comment? Um, yeah, what can I say? I, I learned from the best.
1: Well, ultimately, uh, we did finish up on the losing side, as I think many expected us to do. But what was your feeling at the end of the game? How did you, how, how, what was your reaction when the, when the referee blew for full-time? I knew it in the previous week when the referee blew for full-time. I should point out, actually, as an aside, that Mr Vasilevic, unless I'm much mistaken, didn't referee a game last weekend so clearly, Dan, our, uh, our influence is spreading. <laughs> so the federation has moved quickly to uh, remove this uh, gentleman from the from the line of fire after his shocking performance in the previous week. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes, back to this week. Um, what did you make? How did you feel at the end of the game? Did you did you feel obviously disappointed? But was there uh, slightly less disappointing than the previous week?
2: Well, before I talk about my feelings, I just think any assertion that I have any power over anything to do the better Russian league, can I just state I have none? I've, I've had so many accusations as to what my sudden powers are, you know, ridiculous. So, yeah, I do not have the power to change the referees in the games. I just want to stress that before anyone else comes at me on Twitter for, for some sort of control I don't have. Um, yeah, so outside of that, feelings. Feelings that we have. Yes. Yeah, so the game before... Uh, I mean, the game before it was a draw, it felt like a loss. I think even titled that on the blog, uh, on the podcast title, um, I referenced it. In fact, I even think I referred to it as a loss at the tail end of the last podcast. It so ingrained, was it in my head, that the feeling that, it, that we had thrown them in way that we'd lost that. Um, it's slightly odd, this one, because we did actually lose and I didn't feel as bad about it. Um Shakhtar clearly are a quality side. You look back at their history, you look back at uh, what they've, well, not necessarily what they've won, but the fact that they've always there in contention. I mean, I think John referred to them as the serial bridesmaids. Yeah, they, these are one of the top teams in there. Um, they're up against Barte, for example, who are always going to be trying to trying to win it. But Shakhtar are up there or thereabouts. And the fact that we were there, we kept it with, to within one. Um, yes, it was a bit of a tentative awkward first half, but second half we came back at it. Uh, We had chances Backage towards the end um, there. Backage offside. A little niggle again from Backage being offside after the humour of one last week, but I won't go into that too much. Um, Yeah, we stayed in contention. Um, And I think that goes back to something you were saying right at the real beginning. This isn't an energetic that just got promoted last season, playing in 12th place, struggling. Well, I'm not saying struggling. Sorry, that's the wrong phrase. But this is an energetic who's battling it out at the top trying to get in to Europe and I don't see no reason why after that performance that we shouldn't expect that to continue to be honest with you
1: absolutely I think I think it showed that we that we can mix it with the very best in the league that you know we've, we've now played Bati we've played Brest we've played the Shakhtar you know we've played some of the teams we've played the last two champions last three champions in fact and we've beating two of them and lost narrowly to the other one. So, yeah, I think I totally agree. I was, I was encouraged. Of course, I was disappointed. I didn't feel gutted. I didn't feel robbed. I felt that probably in the balance of play, Shakhtar deserved to win the game. Uh, but I felt we were close, and that was that was incredibly encouraging uh, in terms of what remains of the season. Having said that, um, going from a game last week that we probably didn't expect to win and would have been delighted to get a point from, we head into this weekend, and all of a sudden, it's a very different proposition. Um, we have to play Belshina uh, this Sunday at two. And ultimately, this is a game that we really should win. A quick look at the league table will tell you that Belshina are struggling right down the bottom, already adrift. Uh, so, Dan, always confident, always optimistic. How you see this one panning
2: out on Sunday? well of course i'm really worried now uh no 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 i 'm not i'm not going to flip my mode of course i uh, i know I, I I kind of bring optimism to the to the podcast no i 'm not going to stop that just because the everyone else is going to join me um yeah, we should win this um you 'd like to think and and i know there's been a bit of luck against against them but Overall, yeah, I just don't see anything to really be worried about. And as you say, we stood up toe to toe with one of the best teams in the league. Yes, we lost one 0 but we did all right. You know, and I'm not convinced that they've got much to bring at us. Do um, want to give a quick shout out? Should have posted this morning. Um, John's preview for the game. He goes into much more depth about about the team, about the city, um, and he's got his views on it. Not necessarily. Tally with ours hundred percent, but yeah, broadly in line, I think, as to what I'm expecting. Um, yeah, and that I should have posted out and I'll be on the timeline uh, as well, uh, and I'll post links into the into the notes on this on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm going to come in optimistic, I think this is a chance. The other thing I'd, I've kind of just got a little tag on on onto my thoughts on this. it's been what two games three games since the Yaks scored. Um, obviously he didn't score in the last game he wasn't playing in the game before I can't remember if he scored in the game before that I really can't remember still joint top scorer just want to pop that out there still got joint top goal scorer in the league um, even if he hasn't scored for the last two or three games so maybe a good chance for him to step up he's given the others a chance to catch up let's uh, let's carry on now and, and see if he can start adding to that to that tally
1: I think the thing with uh, this game, I know it's a boring and cliched expression to use, but I, I do think if we score the first goal in this game, I don't think we're going to have any trouble whatsoever. I, I think that uh, Sheen obviously are pretty bereft of confidence. I think watching uh, them fairly much capitulate against Dino Minsk last weekend is an indication of where they're at, they, they seem to be a team with plenty of heart. Um, but inevitably, you get this far into the season, you still haven't won a game. You've been in some good positions, you fought back from behind and then lost games. You've generally been there or thereabouts, and you still haven't won. Uh, inevitably, I think if you if you can see the first goal in a situation like that, then you are it's, it's inevitable that your heads will drop as a team. Um, my worry, as always, because I'm an internal pessimist, is that they hang on for a bit, uh, sneak a goal on the on the counter attack, Alain Borodea, uh, and then get incredibly heartened by all that, stick everyone behind the ball, uh, and try and uh, and hang on. Having said that, they haven't been particularly adept at doing that, so. Um, yeah, there's, there's every reason to be optimistic this week. Uh, we can't really, we can't be optimistic. we playing a team that's um, six or seven points adrift at the bottom. Then we're never going to be. Even, even I'm thinking that we should be able to win this game. I suppose there are some uh, issues to deal with in terms of uh, selection, but not huge ones. But I think perhaps the biggest one is you've already alluded to. is, is the issue of softball, who's now come on twice at half time in games and made a significant impact uh, on the team's performance. And um, so much so on Sunday, I believe that he. He actually got the man on the match award, didn't he, from the energetic fans, uh, despite having only played half a match. Um, much as I love Umarov um, and feel he's an in, in, incredibly uh, good prospect. Um, I do wonder whether maybe, if there's just one change you made, maybe Softball's done enough now to, to make that start ahead of Umarov.
2: Yeah, and I know we've talked about Umarov a number of times and we, we have slightly different views on, on him. Um, for me, Umarov is a sub He's a very impactful sub. He brings that energy to the side. And I think he was far more effective when he was doing that rather than when he was starting. I think softball is asking that question at the moment. Um, And yeah, personally, I prefer to see softball start and have the option of him coming on and and terrorizing some tired legs. Um, Personally, I I think that just adds a better balance to the side. Um, And yeah, that's that's what I want to see. Um, I suppose the question i would ask, I mean, did Sadovsky do enough for you to keep his place in goal or do you, do you want to see a change there?
1: It's a real strange one, isn't it? As I say, Lesko was previously dropped uh, after he kept a clean sheet, I believe, at Rook early on in the season. Uh, and then I think Sadovsky had a poor game at Neman, and so was dropped. Uh, Lesko, as far as I could see, I couldn't see much wrong with his performance against Vitebsk. Um Yet yeah, he was out the following week. So, I think he was going to bring Sadowski in at all. And although, as we said, his performance was a bit hit and miss, um, I don't think you can then drop him again, can you? I mean, if he's trying to build up his confidence, if he's thrown him into a big game like Shakhtar last weekend, I feel like he's got to give him a bit of a run in the team uh, and maybe dropping him after Niemann. He's got got Leska always there in the background, dependable, always about a 7 out of 10 uh, sort of uh, goalkeeper experienced. Maybe he's thinking... Now I need to give Sadowski another little run. I can't see him. I can't see him dropping Sadowski this weekend. Um, and there's not an awful lot else he can do, really, is there? I see John has um, speculated with a three-four-three, but I imagine you've got a response to that, Dan, in in terms of what the coach is prepared to give us. Um, I'm not quite sure. Also, if Yutish isn't available, who who the third striker would be? Um, presumably, Yuchits does get a two-game ban for a straight red, so we'd certainly have the Yak and, and Bakic up front. Unless we bring in Junior, I'm not sure how we will go with a with a 3-4-3. Three, three. I mean, I have to say I'm quite attracted by it in the sense that you could then play Umarov wide right and you could play uh, Mawati wide left and then have uh, Nosco and um, Softball in the middle. Um, but he, as he said before, he hasn't shown any inclination to change his formation. I don't see him doing it this week. Um, and so really the only, the only logical change I can see really is, is softpour for Umarov, much as it pains me to say that.
2: Yeah, and I think I'm going to stick with my my original view. Um, as much as it's a good exercise for yourself and John to to think about these new tactics, new kind of uh, who's going to play where and who else I, I, Yeah, he's going to put out the same line up the that he's done so far. I think. Yes, you've got the odd uh, odd position, uh, person swapping in or out, but I just don't see him changing it. I I, I don't think he's got as I said previously, I don't think he's got confidence sufficiently, especially in, in those left run and right back positions to change the defensive line. I, I just don't think that's there. And once you've kind of committed yourself to that, I think everything else just naturally falls into place. So, um, I think he's going to stick with it. I don't see any changes as far as that's concerned. Um, as you say, Umarov softball, I think that's definitely one that could be considered. Um, Outside of that, yeah, I think I'd like to see Sadowski get another another game under his belt. Um, Shakhtar, I think, is a difficult ask. It'd be nice to put him up against something a bit... I was about to say something perhaps a bit patronising about them, but I didn't mean to. Um, not as difficult as Shakhtar. There we go. There's a diplomatic uh, diplomatic uh, uh, response. Um, but yeah I I don't really see much in a way of change unless there's any kind of uh, injuries or anything just a little side point um, in the last game I was a little bit unimpressed with their number six kind of left himself in on a a couple of our players Um, David Tway for example I did reach out to Dwayne and I spoke to him on Monday briefly um, and yeah he said he's fine Um, so there's nothing to worry about from that perspective Um, yeah naughty Naughty number 6. can't remember his name. You know me. I don't learn the names. He was number 6. Not impressed with him.
1: I, I believe he was called Berko, actually, which uh, is a name that sticks in my memory. I'll be remembering Berko when he-, when he visits uh, us later on in the season for the return fixture. Uh, yeah, I thought it was very naughty there. I'm fairly sure he, uh, he trolled on tways arm when he could have avoided it, and he also clattered Morati later on. But they both uh, seem to be okay. I expect them both to start. And, and in- with that in mind, have you got any score prediction for us, Dan? Are you going to...? You
2: haven't blocked in. See, normally I I'm kind of a little bit pessimistic about our defence. Um, even in this goal that we conceded, I don't want to dwell too much on it. But again, it's people not quite playing the position quite right, getting drawn to the ball instead of, and we seem to have a moment like that in every game. So I'm, I'm expecting us to offer them something. There doesn't seem to be a massive suggestion that they take those offers too often. Um, so I'm going I'm to give us a clean sheet. Um, and I think possibly I'm going to go with a
1: 2-0.
2: Routine 2-0. That'll do me nicely.
1: Don't need too much excitement. Just uh, a comfortable, uh, nerveless performance would be lovely. And clearly, obviously, with Barthek, and Shaktiar later on, uh, you would expect us to to make a up on, on one of those two, at least if we win. So a massive incentive there to keep in touch with the, with the top two. Obviously, we're in fourth at the moment, but um, we'd also move above top P with a good win if they don't have Such a good result. So yes, uh, I think we'll win. Uh, And that really is a statement from me, who always thinks we're going to lose or draw. Um, So fingers crossed, I'm right. Uh, If you uh, want to find out what we think of the game during the game on Sunday, uh, we will be offering a a live stream. We're not quite sure exactly where yet, but we're planning to move to YouTube. And so hopefully that will work well and it will give you access, easier access to that particular stream. So we're aiming to be uh, on air from Courses 2 on Sunday. We'd love you to join us for that
2: anything else you'd like to add about the uh, the shirts and the ticket down a, a <laughs> the I infamous shirts the drama of the shirts um well they've left belarus that's as far as i know so I, i've been sent a tracking reference i've uh, i have watched a tracking reference move about belarus and then informed me that he has left um it hasn't told me anything since then um and apparently it can take something like five to eight days or something so i'm currently in the i know it's coming but i'm trying not to be excited too much so i'm trying to pretend it's not coming kind of uh, approach because yeah as soon as it comes you'll know because i'm not going to stop myself there'll be a picture of me wearing it splashed out on the energetic uh, twitter page because why the hell not and if you've ordered one of the shirts then it'll be with you a day or two later because i'll get it sent off as soon as i can um as soon as they arrive i know you've been waiting for well probably two and a half months now. So yeah, there's a need to kind of get it to you pretty damn quick. So as long as I've had my moment to take a picture of myself, I'll then get on to sending yours to you. So uh, yes, I'm going to prioritize myself, but you know, I did all the work, so I'm going to allow myself that little moment. Um, anything else to say? No, I mean, yeah, we're, we're constantly having to look at new options, new routes to try and do this. YouTube's going to be the one we're going to have a look at soon. Um, and yeah, hopefully that'll, that'll make things a little bit easier. Um, can't really think of anything else really um i suppose it's worth saying goodbye
1: i think i think our time's up now. i think we've said enough uh, if you managed to get this far then uh, then i hope you agree with most of what we said and if you disagree with it let us know um but yeah we'll see you on sunday hopefully
2: oh and let us know what you think about the music
1: definitely let us know what you think about the music
0: Thanks again for taking time out of your busy lives to listen to us talk about a team at whom we knew nothing not so long ago, but we now hold dear to our football supporting hearts. Please do contact us with comments and suggestions if you have any. My Twitter handle is at a game in Spain, and Dan's is at major Dan B. That's with an A at the end. If, like us, you feel like talking about energetic most days of the week, or even just at weekends, please do contact Dan, and he will add you to the Energetic Ultra's Twitter chat. We'll be back next week, but until then, please do stay energetic. We firmly believe that you won't regret it. Dosvidaniya.